Who's ready for a new mini-series? We're in Christmas. If you didn't, we're in Gen... Not January, oh my goodness. We're, we're in December. We're amongst it. We're in it. Like, we're, it's here. Who, who felt like that was a bit of a quick surprise? Like, man, we're here. It's a bit, yeah. <laughs> what, already? No, surely not. Go back, no. <laughs> Turn back time. We need the doc. Um, Oh, Christmas, how good is Christmas? Christmas of victory. We've got like a couple of weeks and then we've got carols at the beach. So we've got a mini-series that we're kicking off, a mini-series. And the mini-series is titled Best Made Plans. Best Made Plans. I don't know why everyone's giggling, but it's, it's, it's just joy in the house. I it's good. Write that down. Best made plans. Who's got some best made plans for Christmas? We love our plans. We love to make plans. I think as humans, we are planning people. I think there's some more of us that are more planners than others. And you know who you are. Because you love the saying, if you fail to make plans, wait, is that, you plan to fail. If you fail to make plans, you plan to fail. Where's all my planners at? They're like, yes, I love planning. I know Pastor Nate loves a good, he loves to plan. I think we all love to plan. I think planners, 2023 is dead to planners. They're like, it's over to me. My head has been in 2024 for the last couple of months. 2023 is dead to me. It's over. We'll make it happen. But I'm in next year already. Does anyone agree? (laughs) Come on. No, we've got Christmas. We're making plans for Christmas, all the planners, you know, you're thinking about Christmas Day, you're thinking about the table, the spread, the vibe, the colour scheme, the food, the the music, like all the stuff. Remember when you were 14 and you just enjoyed someone else's plans and you just rocked up and and then you're like, I'm so tired and the planners are like, yeah, whatever. And... uh, But we're making plans, you've got vision when you make plans. Get a vision for these Christmas things. Get a vision for your Christmas ham. Who's got their Christmas ham ready or happening? You got a vision? Um, I don't know. I didn't see too much excitement about Christmas hams. I'm talking about like the shiny Christmas ham. The shiny ham. You know, the shiny ham with the, with the crisscross. You got to have the crisscross. Can't just be a shiny ham. It's this weird looking shiny ham. It needs some texture. It needs some crisscross and then the black dots on the top of there to look good. Cloves. I knew that they were cloves. I just... It's black dots. I know they're not just Sharpies like people getting on there. <laughs> if you didn't read the ingredients or if you, you, you missed out on having cloves at home, maybe you're just drawing them on, you know, like... Who's eating all that? I don't know, but you've got to take them all out. But you've got the vision that we're planning for Christmas. Excited for Christmas days and just Christmas day. We're naturally planners. And for this mini-series, Best Made Plans, Proverbs 16, 9 is a key scripture to mor- uh, this morning. It says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. I want to read that again. In their hearts, in their hearts, in their, in their minds, we plan our course. Might be short term, might be long term, might be a vision for our life. We plan the way that we want things to go. But it says that the Lord establishes our steps. 
The Lord establishes our steps. We love to plan. Recently, you know how you go camping at Christmas time or camping. Christmas time, you got camp. We're starting to become campers. We're, I mean, we're not. I can't. We can't call ourselves campers yet. We're just, we are dipping our toe into the um, the river of camping. We we are very much novices. And a couple of weeks ago, we went camping for the second time. Borrowed my mum's camper trailer. We got some gear. We're yeah, we're trying to be campery. You know, we're trying to do that thing. Um, I don't. Know, that's not a good word. But um. We're trying to be campers and we plan to go on this camping trip, right? And I had a vision in my mind how this camping trip was going to go. I had a vision how things are going to get set up and like how we're going to relax and the kids. And so I had a plan uh, that we would leave at three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I had a plan. I had a plan three o'clock in the afternoon. We're going to beat some traffic. It's not too far away. We're going to get on the highway before the traffic hits. I don't have any wiggle room in my plans sometimes. I should have more wiggle room in my plans. One time I was on a flight with Jetstar and I literally walked through baggage at Newcastle Airport straight onto the line that was going onto the plane. Like I cut it that thin. I like, I maximise, maximise. And, and so... Three o'clock, I thought, yeah, three o'clock. I planned it all in my mind. I didn't really communicate this well with Jess. Um, <laughs> communication is key to plans. And um, three o'clock came and I hadn't kind of got all the things that I wanted to do. And I, fa- and we, we, I learned Jess had a meeting after school. So three o'clock, psh, out the window. Oh, so the frost, you know, when you have like a vision, you have a plan and it doesn't go to plan and you start to get real like, it's not going to plan. And it's like the idea that you had down the line is disappearing quickly. And so, but it was until about five o'clock that we're leaving the house. And I'm like, that's okay. Keep it cool, Simo. Like, keep, it's, it's going to be okay. It's gonna, and I had a plan to get up there to set up and like relax just before dinner time, you know, have a bit of relax and, and then go into dinner. And everything was relaxed, you know, but that, nah, five o'clock, we hit Hexham traffic, stand still. I'm fuming. I'm just like, oh, I'm real, I'm just snappy. And, um, and uh, the kids need to go to the toilet. So, of course, we go to McDonald's to go to the toilet, back in the traffic. And then, oh, we're on the highway. Okay, we're cruising on the highway. Okay, good, 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 good. I get my, my iPad out and I'm doing a little bit of work. And then I got this feeling, I'm like, man, it's the, well, I thought the turn off to Gloucester was a bit closer. Uh, I th- we should have turned off by now. And like, as I'm thinking that, I look up and Jess turns left. I'm like, oh, here we are. But then it's like... This doesn't seem right. And we're on like a dirt road that's like not graded well. And it's just like, like really bumpy. And it's just like, I'm like, this isn't not the right road. Like it says 17 kilometres to go. And I'm like, we can't deal with this for 17 kilometres. It's like 30 k's an hour. Just like, uh, uh. I'm like, I'm like, I am like, I am fuming. I'm so, I'm just, I'm snappy. I'm not good. I'm, I'm, I'm not a great husband in this moment. It was angry Simo. And so we turn around back off the bumpy road onto the highway. And then we're going to go in the opposite direction for about 10 minutes to be able to do a U-turn to get back to the other turn off, which takes about another 25 minutes. And the, in the car is dead silence. Dead silence. Just... Just, I'm just like, mm. and uh, I'm thinking, I'm just, we're just going to go, I'm going home. And we'll set up tomorrow. We'll set up tomorrow. My vision's gone, but it can be a reality tomorrow. And we eventually, we get on the path to Gloucester. It's like an hour to, still to get there. Feels like we've been on the road for like three. And uh, we finally get to Gloucester and we're rolling in like quarter past seven. 
it's getting dark. Visions of setting up in the dark is happening. And oh, the tension is so, I'm just so frustrated. And I pull up and, and one of my friends that were, were there, as we're pulling in, he's like pointing to his watch like, like doing these ones. And he may or may not be in the room. I love him. But he's pointing to his watch and then we roll up and he's like, are you a bit late? And I'm just like, don't run over him. Don't run over him. Oh, it's okay. He, he doesn't know what's happened. And it took a long, took the whole uh, rest of the evening setting up in the dark to cool down. My goodness. Things didn't go the way that I wanted them to go. I don't know if the Lord planned my steps. In that moment, I'm thinking like, He's Lord, you are teaching me patience in this trial. I feel it and I'm failing a little bit. But sometimes we have the best intentions. We have the best made plans. We have a vision for our plans. We hold tight to them. And a lot of the time, they don't necessarily go the way that we planned. They don't go the way that we wanted. I feel like the majority of the time, you know what I mean? Like it's a good day when you're like finished. You're like, all my plans went exactly to plan. Like I'm the happiest I've ever been today. But when I think of Scripture, when I think of characters throughout Scripture, like not many of their lives and their plans really went to the way they probably thought their plans were going to go. Most of the time, God came in and messed up their plans. He just kind of come in and he's like, <laughs> like have faith. <laughs> and he messes up their plans. And when I, think of, when I think of some characters whose plans were messed up, whose plans probably didn't go to according to plan, I think of Mary and Joseph. Like, let's just picture this, Mary and Joseph. I mean, it's fitting, it's Christmas time, you know. Mary will swaddle this child. Um, some people got that reference. But in Matthew 1, 8, I'm not going to put the script, I'm just going to kind of walk through the story. Mary and Joseph, let's just imagine this. Let's, we think sometimes a Christmas story is, oh, it's nice and, you know, twinkle stars and good. But just imagine the reality of the Christmas story. Mary and Joseph, young couple, in love, love each other. You know, like, oh, they're just honeymoon phase, they're in love, like Kale and Belle, and, and uh, they're just floating on. Yeah, give them a hand, give them a hand. And they're, they're in love and they're just look, you know, looking at each other with love eyes, you know. They met online or something and, and uh, no, they didn't. They didn't have internet, don't be silly. And, um, but they're in love. Everything's fresh. Everything's good. And they have plans. Mary probably has plans like, oh, family, a beautiful like decorated house or whatever, you know, some goats in the front yard and some chickens that we can eat later. And, you know, she, she had plans for her life. This is going to be beautiful. Oh, Joseph and I, he's going to have his business. We're going to do well. We're probably going to travel. We're going to do a little bit of travelling. It's going to be beautiful. I can't wait to get married. And Joseph has plans too, but they don't go much further than like the honeymoon. He's like... Nothing, you know, he's just like, my plant, honeymoon, and then whatever comes. Honeymoon, and then whatever comes. He's just, you know what I mean? Every, you know what I'm talking about. And so they got plans and desires for the future. But all of a sudden, imagine this. Mary becomes pregnant. Immaculate conception by the Holy Spirit. Like the son of God, like, that's got to rattle her cage. Imagine that happening to you. You probably think, am I going crazy? Or is, like, is this real? And you got to, she had to wrestle with the fact that I am pregnant and now I have to go tell Joseph, he's not going to believe this story. Like imagine the turmoil 
going on, the confusion. But she has to tell Joseph. And imagine, imagine this scenario, like Mary comes to Joseph. Oh, I've got to, I've got to tell you something. Um, don't react. Like... It's gonna be. It's gonna sound a bit out there, um, but please don't spin out. Don't like. It's okay. Everything's gonna be okay. And he's he's like, all right. Like, what's happening? Like, he's like some wedding plans not gonna go to plan. Like, what's you know? Like, oh gee. And she's like, I'm I'm pregnant. I, I, I'm pregnant, and it's it, God did it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like. God, God, it's God, it's God, God did it. Like, God, it's a, it's a miracle. God, it's, it's the saviour of the world. And he's, you can imagine him, he's like trying to process this. Imagine trying to process this. And he's just like, I thought she wasn't crazy. She clearly is. I thought I had a good screening process. And like, and... He, he's the confusion, you know, like he's thinking, she's betrayed me. She's like, how? Like I could not imagine that this could have happened. And he's really wrestling with this. This would not have been an easy thing for Joseph. Like he's freaking out. His world is crumbling in this moment. They're, both of their worlds are crumbling. And he goes off and he, he kind of thinks like, oh, I'm going to have to quietly divorce her. Like obviously... I'm not going to do a big thing, like I just want to keep it under the radar, but this seems to be the thing to do. But then he goes to sleep and then he has a, a vision from the Lord and the angel visits him and like tells him what's the story, like tells him what's going down. He's like, no, no, it's cool, it's cool. It's like, it's real. I could imagine Joseph in that moment too. He still has to wrestle with the fact that this is, he still has to accept the situation. But he eventually does. And the chapter in Scripture actually talks about, the heading is Joseph accepts that Jesus is his son. And it's Joseph accepting the situation. His, their plans did not go to plan. Their plans were straight out the window. Everything changed in that moment. Everything changed in that moment. And Mary and Joseph then go to the census, right? So Mary and Joseph, imagine they've, they've wrestled with the fact that this is what's happening. Okay, we're part of God's plan. And, and, and okay, all right, if God's part of it, it's going to be, everything's going to be good. Like it's going to be blessed. It's going to be smooth. It's going to be perfect. And they go to the census and uh, down to, like they've got to go to the city. And, um, and they go to the census and they're thinking, gee, where are we going to stay? Joseph's probably thinking, oh, if this is God's plan, if this is God's plan, we're going to have five-star hotel. We're gonna have five-star hotel. It's gonna be a jacuzzi. Like we've got the Son of God here. Things are gonna be good. Like God's gonna bless it. It's gonna be so good. It's God's plan. Drake said so. It's God's plan. Like, and so he's thinking five-star hotel. But all of a sudden, all the hotels are booked out. They're in a manger. They're in a manger. Things are dirty. There's cows. There's pigs. I don't know what was in the manger, but. Mangers don't sound, they sound nasty. They sound smelly. There's probably no lights. It's probably dark or just candlelight. Like things are rough. This doesn't sound like God's blessing. This doesn't sound like God, God's plan. This probably wasn't what Joseph and Mary had in their mind. They're like, surely, is this, is this right? And then Jesus is born. 
Jesus is born and then the king finds out that there's a king born according to the scriptures of prophecy and he declares that like all the young men are killed so that the king is killed. But the angel of the Lord gets to Joseph and Mary early and tells them to flee to Egypt and they go to Egypt until the king dies and then they come back home. But I tell you what, I bet this, they did not plan this. They did not plan what was going down in their life. But this was God's plan. This was actually God's plan. Imagine the reality of it. The turmoil. This was not an easy like, oh, God's plan. Woohoo, we're going along, doing God's plan. Everything's working out smooth and right. I'd like to submit to you that God's plan is not easy all the time. It's not smooth and it's not perfect. But it's God's plan. It's God's plan. We have to, and I find that a lot of us have our plans, but just like Joseph and Mary, we have to learn to relinquish our plans. We have to learn to submit and hand over our plans to God. Some of us might have thought, I wish, I thought I would have been in a better career by now. I thought I would have had that family by now. I thought I would have had that house by now. I thought I would have been further along by now. I thought I would have been able to be travelling by now. All these thoughts come into our minds when we think about our long-term plans for our life. I thought it would have been like this by now. I thought I would have been content by now having all this stuff and been able to do all these things, but I'm not content. I'm not happy. I I thought I would have the good life by now. But the reality is that culture has actually sold us a lie that says, go do your plan. Culture has actually sold us the lie that we are the hero of our own story. We're the hero of our story. I'm the centre of my universe. So do you. Go get the best life you can. Go experience everything you can. And then you'll be happy, you know. And then when you're finally sitting on a beach in Bora Bora, I don't even know if that's a place. Is that a place? Bora Bora with like perfect white sand and a banana lounge with a margarita in your hand and the perfect like turquoise blue, it sounds pretty good. Like I know everyone's like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. But only then, only that if I can do that, if I can get to that place, the good life, then I'll be satisfied. Then my soul can rest. And culture sold us the lie that we're the hero of our own story. But the truth is, he is the hero of the story. He is the main character. It's not our story. It's not even our story. We're part of the story, but it's His story. It's His plan and we get to be part of His plan. You see, Isaiah 55, eight to nine says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord, as the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. His ways aren't our ways. His plans aren't our plans because His ways and His mind, He is more expansive. We cannot fathom. We will not be able to grasp the expansive nature of our God. We will never be able to grasp the full-scale nature of His plan. His plan exists outside of time, let alone in time. 
and we can't fathom what His plans are. His plans are not our plans. His thoughts, His ways are higher than our thoughts. And make no doubt about it, God has purposed you. He has purposed you. He has purposed you with a plan. He has purposed you with a future. He has plans to make you fruitful, to, to, to make you successful. He has good plans for your life. But your, the plans He has for your life will be woven into the tapestry or the fabric of His plans. We are part of His plans. So He has plans for your life, but they're part of His overarching plans. And the question is this morning, are we willing to relinquish our plans to God? I had to relinquish on my camping trip. I was like, we're got an hour to go and I had to relinquish my plans and my vision that we were going to get there before the sun goes down. No, my plans were out the window. I had to relinquish that my plans were gone and that the current plan was the current plan. This was the current plan. That plan's gone. I had to relinquish. I don't know if this was like God's plan. It's just a story. But Mary and Joseph had to relinquish their plans. They had a choice in the matter. Imagine if Mary and Joseph decided, no, we don't want to do this. Oh, we don't want, oh, no. Well, imagine if Joseph was like, I don't want to be part of this plan. He had a choice. He actually had a choice, just like God gave Adam and Eve a choice in the garden. We have a choice to join God's plan or not. We can choose to submit to His plan, but He gives us the free will to decide, no, I want my plan. He'll let you have your plan. If you insist, I saw an awesome quote. I think someone on the front row posted it recently from someone else. But if you insist, he'll let you have your plans. Louis Giglio, there we go. I should have had this in my notes. Oh my goodness. We have to relinquish our plans. Mary and Joseph, in that moment, it wasn't, it was raw, non-sexy faith. The, The faith that they had to make the decision for God's plan. It takes faith to relinquish our plans and choose God's plan. It, it's raw, it's in the moment, it's not perfect, it's not fancy, it's not, it doesn't have glitter on it. You know, like it's raw and real in the moment to choose faith and say, God, I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna trust your plan. I'm gonna go down this path. I'm gonna trust what you said, God. It takes raw faith. It's gritty faith. It's actually a decision. And their act of faith and their steps of faithfulness over a lifetime of saying yes to God actually had a direct impact on all future generations. What are you saying yes to right now? What, what plans of God are you saying yes to right now? Because I tell you what, it might not look fancy, but when you say yes to God's plans, and we don't fully understand God's plans, and we can't see the end point of God's plans. It's because we walk by faith, not by sight. It's His plans that we, it's kind of like it's walking down a road without a map. That's walking with God. It's like, as we're walking kind of half blind in a moment, because we have to have faith. But these plans start to weave together throughout generations and you, we won't even see the fruit of deciding by faith that we're going to walk down God's plans, God's route for our life. We don't even know what it's going to be, but He has plans in the future that this is going to impact 
Just like Mary and Joseph, when they decided we're going to follow God's plans, we are a direct result of them saying yes to God's plan. So maybe there's a plan that you need to say yes to and it's going gonna, it's gonna to impact future generations down the line. We're here today because so many people in Scripture said yes to God's plans. Are they messy? Yes. Are they ambiguous? Yes. God, give me a clear sign. Cricket sometimes. It's by faith that we have to choose to walk down God's plans. Do you have faith to relinquish your plans for His? Because it requires faith and the journey is sustained only by faith. Faith in Him that He is good and He knows what He's doing. That His ways are higher than our ways. Your future is found in faithfulness. And faithfulness is relinquishing your plans for His. There's an incredible quote and I think of Mary and Joseph when I think of this quote, in a sense, like, whenever God moves. But we make the assumption that, oh, God moved in the past in these crazy, mighty ways. No, He's still doing it. And he's, there's still an invitation to enter into His plan and for you to be used in a way that will change everything. And we might not even realise. I don't think Joseph and Mary knew the weight of what their decision was in the moment. They didn't know the weight. They didn't realise how this was gonna affect history. It was, just a, it was a decision in a moment. If God showed them the whole plan, they might've not wanted to go down that road. But this quote says, there are decades where nothing happens and there are weeks where decades happen. And I wonder if many of us have had plans that have not worked out. And I'd say, have you relinquished those plans to God? Have you handed them over in faith? Some of us, our plans have worked out and things are going great. All the plans are happening. Plans are smooth, it's good, it's perfect. I'm loving, loving these plans, thank you Lord. But have you, have you maybe asked God, are these your plans? Like I've got plans and it's working out, are these your plans? You might say, awesome, no, it's good, keep going. But have we asked Him the question, have you got space in your plans for His plan. Because sometimes we're like, come on God, follow, yeah, I've got a plan, follow me. <laughs> you know, like, we're going this way, come bless me, come do this, you know, follow me Lord, come on. Come on Lord, bless me, yeah, woo, I'm, I'm blessed. But no, it's, like, it's the other way around. Well Lord, what's your plan? I'm following your plan. Seek first the Kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Lord, where are you going? I have no idea where he's going. He's like, it's okay. By faith, walk, follow me, listen to me, follow my spirit, hear my voice. My sheep know my voice. Keep following. Where are we going? I don't know, but I'm following God. Be okay with not knowing where God's plan leads, but just know that it leads to a good place. Keep following by faith. Keep following by faith. And that's the invitation this morning. Relinquishing our plans to God. The plans that haven't gone well, the plans that have gone well. Invite God in. Say, God, here's my plans. Just like Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. If even Jesus had to relinquish his plan, the idea of how he thought things were going to go down, so much more do we have to. I want us to all stand this morning.
I've got a couple of scriptures I missed, but I actually really want to. Mark 8, 34, 38. It says, Then He called the crowd to Him, this is Jesus, along with His disciples and said, Whoever wants to be My disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow Me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for Me and for the Gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Another scripture I missed. I went too hard. James 4, 13, 14. 13, 14 says, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we'll go to this city or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. It says, why? Do you not even know that what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Like we've got like 100 years max on this planet. And I've got to constantly remind myself that I want to be part of God's eternal plan. And sometimes I get caught up in my plan and and I don't think God's like angry at me, but His plan's just better. His plan's eternal. His plan's more exciting than my plans. And I just got to remind myself, God, I want to be I want to make sure I'm in the slipstream of Your will, Lord. I want to be in, in the slipstream of where You're going. I want to go where You're going. Like a kid that says to Dad, I, want, I just want to go where Dad's going. That's where I want to go. Help me, Lord, stay following You. And like a kid at the shops, you know how you follow a wrong person, you know, and you follow them to a, the meat section and they turn around and you realise, that's not Mum. <laughs> We've got to make sure we're following Him. Follow on Him, follow on Him. Open up the Scriptures, let it read our hearts. Am I following You, Lord? Am I being a disciple? Am I giving up things for You, Lord? And it's only by faith. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Oh, if I could, I wanted to read the whole chapter, but it's pretty long and it's just epic. So please go read Hebrews 11, the Hall of Fame of Faith. It's only by faith, it's only by faith do we follow His plan. We can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it with our own intellect. We can't figure it out. It doesn't make sense. We have to be comfortable with the fact that God's plan is not comfortable. And it's only by faith that we'll follow Him. And it says in Hebrews 11, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Oh, I love this. It is this, faith is the substance It's the reality of things hope. It's the reality. Faith is the reality of things unseen. Faith is the entree to the main meal. It's like faith is the tangible. If you have faith, you are holding the substance to a future reality. If you have faith. So you, if you have faith, you can walk the path. If you have faith, you can follow Him because you, you have the substance and the reality and the evidence in your hands that there is a future reality that God has for you. It's only by faith. I want us just to, to position ourselves this morning however we want because I believe this morning, God wants us to, to step into a greater level of faith to follow Him. 
sustained a faith to follow Him. Like God wants to refuel our faith this morning. He wants to refuel our faith. Maybe some of us think, yeah, I'm living by faith. No, God wants to like turbocharge your faith this morning. He wants to like blow wind on that fire and He wants that faith to go to such a new level that you're getting pictures and dreams of the future that you haven't been thinking about because they're His plans.